brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, I don't know what this world is coming to. Brutally honest on Big Woo Radio with Nima, Nayana, and JB. JT, Big Woo, yeah, they here too. And we ain't going nowhere now that we got you. So fill your cup up, let's get tipsy. Get naked if you feel a little frisky. Okay. But whatever you do, keep it honest and true. This ain't no fake ass show, so keep your face shit at the door. Raise your glass if y'all ready for the show. Are y'all ready for the show? Are y'all ready for the show? We'll put the kids to bed, motherfucker, let's go! Come on! Big Moon Radio! Brutally uh. honest. Big Moon Radio! Brutally uh. honest. Big Moon Radio! Brutally uh. honest. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, you are now tuned in. To brutally honest, the realest motherfucking show on the planet. So without further ado, let me introduce to you Nima, Shining Star L, Nayana Renee, JB, Mr. 299 is in the motherfucking building. Let's go! Yo, what's happening? What's popping? What's going down, everybody? It's Tuesday. It's the Bruliana Show, but it's not just the Bruliana Show. It's a great show. We call Love Thy Brother. So we're going to get into it in just a few minutes, man. want to thank everybody that's listening live on BigWoodRadio.com. Thank everybody that's listening live on the phone lines. And just for everybody that's just getting in, everybody that's calling and want to be a part of the show, that's cool. We love that. Uh, just keep your phone on mute so we can make sure we don't have a lot of background noise. Uh, if you want to be a part of the show and you're listening live and you're saying, man, this, this is some good shit right here. I want to get in on this. Let me tell you the phone number, 704 489 3316 that's 704-489-3316 and uh, you can get in on the program just make sure you call in keep your phone on mute and uh, if you got a question or a comment or you want to add a little something just say hey whoa let me holler at let me get in on this right quick all right uh, but before we do that, man, again, thanks to everybody listening live on BigWoodRadio.com. If you haven't downloaded the Big Wood Radio app, what are you waiting for? Uh, you, you're making shit hard on yourself right now. You, you need to just go to your Google Play Store, download the Big Wood Radio app in your Google Play Store. Or if you're an iPhone people, just go to the little icon, little app on your phone that says Podcast. And then just click on that, search Big Woo Radio, boom. There it is. It's just that simple. Uh, before we get into the show, man, let me um, let me get rid- let me get these sponsors out of the way because this is gonna be a sponsor free show for the most part. Uh, we want to play. Uh, let me play some music from my man Casino Roulette because we're gonna talk about you know PTSD and and uh, men, black men uh, in general, and uh, Nima Shining Star L, Nima Productions, uh, Nima Girl Productions is uh, is a big part of why we're doing this show. So shout out to my girl Nima Nima and the Nima Girl Productions team and uh we're gonna get into this from my man casino roulette this is just called ptsd as i tell y'all who the sponsors and supporters of big wood radio are depression affects a lot of people you know lord knows i have my struggles with it (laughs) 
hardest part is when you trapped inside your head and don't nobody know what's going on inside of there with you. And then it seemed to spread from your head to your heart. And you start feeling things and seeing things. I'd have had a hole in my heart forever carrying my scars. I swear to God yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I'd have had a hole in my heart forever carrying my scars. I'd have been to hell and yeah, back, my nigga, yeah. no steel. I'd have had a hole in my heart forever carrying my scars. Yes, yeah, my man Casino Roulette, man. Uh, PTSD. We want to thank uh, our sponsors, Woodforce National Bank. Go to woodforce.com. Men's Warehouse of Rock Hill, South Carolina. Gaston in North Carolina. 24K Rides of Rock Hill. Go to 24krides.com. TCB 5400 Club at 5400 Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. And TCB 5401 in Cornelius, North Carolina. Revolutions of Rock Hill located at 2225 Dave Lyle Boulevard. Go to rockhill.revolutionsbold.com. Warren Publishing, please go to warrenpublishing.net. Clover Parks and Recreations, uh, Winthrop University, Porter Decals, the Hydrocephalus Association of America. Go to nomorebrainsurgeries.org. That's nomorebrainsurgeries.org. Primetime Players Basketball Coach Chris Thomas, the Connected Group, Mr. Kevin Glover, Blacktopia Society, some guy named Jay, Spring Hill Credit Solutions, and my man, uh, New Soul Music. And Mr. Dark Eye. One more time. Casino Roulette PTSD. We'll be right back. I'd have had a hole in my heart forever carrying my scars. I'd have been to hell and back, my nigga. You're listening to Big Blue Radio. I feel trapped in this world. I'd have had a hole in my heart forever carrying my scars. Yeah, and don't yeah. nobody understand me but me. Filled with rage inside a cage, scared to sleep at night. Huh? Paranoid, hearing voices, knowing some ain't right. Self-destructed, say I'm lucky cause I still survive. Only if you can know how I really feel inside. Looked in my mama's eyes, hoping she don't see a ghost. Medication got me aching, so I do the most. Hate this feeling that I'm feeling, so I take a tote. If you relate to what I'm saying, then just let me know. Sometimes I feel like Bush with Bill. Will my mind be playing tricks on me? I sit alone in my four-corner room staring at candles. And that's real. But I'ma get help. Welcome back. That's my man Casino Roulette. Uh, it's called PTSD. Despite what JB might say, uh, like I said, this is a, a Love Thy Brother show, man. We thank everybody that's listening live on BigWoodRadio.com. I'm gonna bring my girl. Well, let me let me introduce the crew before I do that, and then I'm gonna let Nima give you the real definition of PTSD, and and uh, we're gonna give you some also some domestic violence hotlines and and uh, suicide prevention uh, lifelines and things like that where you can reach out as we get into this discussion with Mr. Charles, brother born free, Saheed McNeil. Knight and Damon Cooper, who are all on the line right now, uh, hopefully. And uh, right now, let me introduce the crew, if I can. Nima, Nima, Nima shining Nima, star. Shining star. Yeah. Yeah. What you what came, came to came do, came girl? Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Love Thy Brother. 
on Big Woo Radio, and we do have a change in the lineup. And it's okay. all good. I will introduce the panel shortly. And yes, I will give you the true definition of PTSD. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the poetic goddess, Nyana Renee. What's good, goddess? Glad to see you so excited tonight. And of course, and of course, we can't forget the crazy one. JB, Mr. 299, is on the line. What's good, JB? Hey, everything good in the neighborhood when you got good wood, you feel me? But I just want to say happy Black History Month to everybody out there in Big Wool Land and happy Valentine's Day. Since it's Black History Month, I want to shout out all of Martin Luther King's side chicks that kept his side babies quiet out of respect for the advancement of the civil rights movement. <laughs> you got to appreciate a woman who's willing to put a call ahead of herself. The 299 shout out live. It is wide open for you tonight. Uh, if you want to give a shout out, 704-489-3316. Or you can have JB shout out on your behalf, which is a dangerous thing to do. But it's up to you. It's your world. We just living in it. All right, Nima, uh, please, if you don't mind, uh, give us the lineup for tonight. And uh, I will. Uh, after you, I will give the uh, hotlines for the domestic violence and, and uh, suicide prevention. Okay, so for tonight, we have on the panel, Brother Born Free, father, published author, uh, owner of Conscious Commentary Publishing Company, co-owner of Intelligent Music with Wise Intelligence for the Poor Righteous Teachers. We have Brother Derek Hazelwood, who is a father, published author, speaker, and founder of a nonprofit organization. Brother Charles Hampton, father, poet, spoken word artist, and writer. Brother Saeed McKnight, father, poet, licensed massage therapist, and owner of his own mobile massage service, a poet and soon-to-be author of Nightly Expressions. And last but not least, we have Brother Brandon, son of God, who is a father, child and youth advocate, and a Christian hip-hop artist and mentor. That is our lineup for tonight. That's what's up. That's what's up. Appreciate that. Uh, thanks everybody for being here. We appreciate y'all taking the time out for this uh, great cause that that uh, Nima Girl Productions uh, has been championed for. You know, this is our second time doing this, and we're gonna do it more because it's, it's very important to do it. So, thanks again for you for you guys to be here and giving us your expertise. All right, so the national, the total hot, hotline numbers for national suicide, for the national suicide hotline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, and domestic violence hotline is one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. That's one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. And uh, so we'll try to keep giving these numbers out through, throughout the show. If I am reminded, if somebody can help me with that, you know, I'm a 50-year-old man. I really don't uh, uh, remember things that well. So uh, just <laughs> somebody just remind me, Nima, if you, if you don't mind, you remind me to. Uh, you're a young lady. You can, you can remind me of uh, some things like that. Uh, <laughs> so hey, we, let's Wolf, just, just let them know, Wolf. 
that that suicide hotline is not for Trump supporters. If you're feeling suicidal, go ahead and get you. <laughs> we'll be all right. We don't, we don't, we don't condone in any way uh, uh, people killing themselves, but we will make exceptions. Uh, anyway, uh, J, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Nima, let's let's go ahead and jump into this thing. I know um, you have some some questions for our guests, and I just do want to remind everybody: this is a show of positivity. JB, this is a show of being positive, and we want to be positive for the brothers, sisters as well. I know we call the show "Love Thy Brother," but it's a, it's a show of positivity all around. So we're gonna refrain from the N word and the B word as well today in the show. This is the show is you know parental discretion is advised. So still be advised that things may be said in the heat of the moment. And uh, but we will refrain from using the N word and the B word on today's show for the fact that this is a positive show today for Love Thy Brother. All right. So, uh, uh, Nima, if you don't mind, would you please uh, explain to everyone PTSD and, you know, some of the uh, some of the bad things that go along with that? Yes. Um, so really briefly, the definition in the dictionary and I'm sure a lot of people know firsthand, unfortunately, but the definition of trauma is a deeply distressing or disturbing experience, emotional shock following a stressful event or a physical injury. Now, there are many definitions, but that is the smaller version of it. As far as PTSD, the definition is an anxiety disorder associated with serious traumatic events and characterized by such symptoms as survivor's guilt, a mental health condition that triggers that is triggered by a terrifying event, either experiencing it or witnessing it. So tonight we are talking about mental health and men. And I just want to uh, let the panel know that we are going to call on you and have you answer the question so that way we can keep everybody from talking over each other. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, Nima, okay. whenever you want to start. Okay. Well, the first thing I want to do is we actually have a poem that was written by Nayana Renee, the goddess, and she's going to do her piece, and then we're going to go into an opening song. Sounds good. Thank you, Nima. You're welcome. So the, <laughs> so the name of this piece is called Emotions. You don't need to hide your emotions from me. I want to see the parts of you that the world don't get to see. I'm your queen and I'm going to have your back. You don't have to feel left out in the cold, keeping your feelings on hold. Let me warm them up. Open your mind. Let me take a long walk inside. Let me wipe each tear that you've tied behind. Let me be your angel with wings while you release your anchor. You don't have to heal your hurt no more with anger. I won't emasculate you by telling you to man up. You're still a king in my eyes, so go ahead and cry. Let your emotions be released for me to see. You're not showing it to the world, but it's okay to show them to me. Open up and talk to me. Talking to me is better than holding it in and letting it build up in your thoughts, creating thoughts of negativity. 
I need you to flow with peace. If you're not at peace, nothing changes. We birth our reality through our thoughts is all I'm saying. Keep your energy steady. Lay in my arms and discuss what's really going on within you. Let me dive deep into the mind of the damaged parts of you. Pulling up many weeded memories, too. They say a man ain't supposed to cry. That's the lies they planted into the minds of black boys like you. Unscrew the subconscious thoughts that you once knew. You're not weak if you cry. Emotions are a human condition. Show me your true emotions, King. I promise I'll listen. And peace. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Nyana. Appreciate that. That was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Finger snaps and hand claps for the poetic goddess, Nyana Renee. All right. Um, for the people that's just joining the program, we want to um, let y'all know that uh, uh, who's on the panel, uh, Mr. Charles, Brother Born Free. Oh, 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 go ahead, Nima. You you tell him. I, I you said there was a a, a change in the that's, lineup. So that's okay. <laughs> one more <laughs> one more time for us. No problem. We have Brother Boy Free, Brother Derek Hazelwood, Brother Charles Hampton, Brother Saeed McKnight, and Brother Brandon, Son of God. Brown. All right, Hazelwood, Brandon. So we should have all of them on the phone, hopefully. And a, and a, and the last gentleman was Brandon. Brandon, son of God, Brown. Brown, okay. Welcome right. you all, and thank you all for joining us on Blue Neon and Big Blue Radio Channel. It's a pleasure. My pleasure as well to be here. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. So before we get into the to the um, first music selection, Nima, you want to go ahead and give them the first question so they can, um, okay. you know, think about, I guess the word is opine on that. absolutely absolutely uh so first um since we have our panel uh we're going to have nyana renee and then jb and after the two co-hosts then we're going to have brother Bornfree tackle the first question uh the first question is do you feel that it is important or even necessary to continue open discussion on mental health from a man's point of view why or why not? Again, mm. do you feel that this is an important topic or even necessary to discuss as far as mental health from a man's point of view? Yes. Why or why not? And we will have Nyana answer that first when we come back, Brother JB, and then we will go to Brother Born Free. There you go. Uh, so y'all keep it locked right here after this song, beautiful song by my girl Aretha Franklin, the queen. Of soul, may she rest in peace, young, gifted, and black. You listen to Brutally Honest. It's Love Thy Brother edition, the second edition of Love Thy Brother here on the Brutally Honest Show on Big Woo Radio. Be right back after this.
listening to Big Woo Big Radio. Hey, the fourth annual African American Cultural Breakfast will be held at the Gateway Conference Center at 3200 Carmos Drive, located in Richburg, South Carolina, on Saturday, February the 16th, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. The theme for this year's event will be honoring our history through sports. The featured speaker will be former professional football player Sheldon Brown. The MC for this event will be media maven Miss Beatrice Thompson. Registration is required for this free event. You can go to www.chestercounty.org or dial 803-377-1014. Performances also will be Sharon Peterson, Mama Lula, and the Outpouring Ministries. Please support and be a part of this historic event. Hey, yo, what's up, family? This is Big Wolf from Big Wolf Radio. I'm here to talk to you about Spring Hill Credit Solutions. Let me ask you something. Is your credit holding you back? Well, Spring Hill Credit Solutions can help fix problems like harassing phone calls from bill collectors, missing out on great job opportunities because an employer ran your credit, needing a co-signer when you hate asking for help, being denied for loans or charged outrageous interest rates, even if you're able to get approved. Well, don't waste another day. Allow us to improve your life by improving your credit and giving you the peace of mind you deserve. Call Spring Hill Credit Solutions now at 866-704-3124, where your credit is our business. You can also check out their website at springhillcredit.com. Listen to Big Woo Radio. I want y'all to listen to Big Woo Radio. This is Big Woo Radio, a station for the people, by the people, serving Rock Hill, South Carolina, and surrounding areas, Charlotte, North Carolina, and surrounding areas, serving worldwide at BigWooRadio.com. Thank you so much for listening. Again, thanks everybody for joining the program via the telephone, 7804-489-3316. Uh, everybody's downloaded the Big Woo Radio app. We appreciate that. And listening live on BigWooRadio.com to the Love Thy Brother second edition here on the Bruliana show this time on Big Woo Radio. Uh, got my girl Nima Shining Star L. Uh, got the uh, Poetic Goddess. Got JB Mr. 299. The shout out line is wide open. And of course, we got Mr. Charles, Brother Born Free, Derek Hazelwood, Brandon Brown. Mr. Brandon Brown, Son of God, Brandon Brown. Uh, appreciate everybody joining the program. The question on the table right now, Nima. Oh wait, wait. I'm sorry, Nima. I'm sorry. Start, start over, Nima. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had your mic off. I had your mic. I can repeat all day. Okay. Do you feel that it is important or even necessary to continue open discussion on mental health from a man's point of view? Why or why not? So we will go, we will start with the goddess first. She'll answer this with our co-host and then JP. And then we'll have Brother Born Free and I'll signal each panel member after that. Okay, Poetic Goddess. Um, yeah, I think that 
feel it's very important because if you're not allowing it to be discussed, then nothing is being resolved. And it continues to have a lot more men feeling like they have to hold and suppress their feelings, which turns to hate and anger, leading to using substance to numb the emotional pain or even suicide. Mm. I feel like emotional expression is just as important to men as it is for women. Absolutely. Jay, I guess. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would definitely agree. I think it's imperative we discuss it when, 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 when just just looking at the history and the fabric of the black man in this country and understanding what we've gone through. And like I've said before, not having true resolution skills and not being being able to talk about our problems. You know, a lot of us were raised men don't cry, men don't shed tears, and and, and like and like. You know, the poetic God is dead. You know, over time, this could lead to high levels of stress, individuals having substance abuse, you know, as well as potentially committing suicide. So I think, you know, we've been raised to be so manly that yet we we, we don't know how to really open ourselves up. And I think that we need that opportunity to do that. And that's one thing that I, 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 I'm glad we got these brothers here, Wu, because men don't have the same type of support system that women have. Mm. It's hard for a group of men to really sit down and really lay it out all on the table without yeah. being judged and criticized or called a week. So as a military veteran and understanding the impact of PTSD, I, I, I feel it's very important, especially in our community, to continue these conversations in order to not only save more brothers, but save more of these youth that are out here that are experiencing the same issues. Absolutely. I think that uh, I think that this is Brother Saeed. Um, I think that everything that we're saying today is inside of, of we see it. We see it in, in everyday streets. You know, uh, you have you have uh, kids that, that don't know how to express their feelings or like you said, they was taught to hide that thing, like be a man, stand up, say it with your chest. You know, you was that's how you was was raised. So, you know, to now actually be able to have conversations like this and have it being brought out in the open is, is a wonderful thing. You know, it's a wonderful thing because it's just letting other men know that, there's other people out there that feel the same way as you. There's other people out there that can that you can talk to. There's other men out there that you can go to and talk to to help with situations like with, with mental problems or even just feelings like just wanting to being able to express yourself. Right on. Peace. This is born free. Yep. Yeah. First, I just want to say always yep. shalom. All praise is due to the Most High, and um, thank you all for. Thank you to my queen, Nima, and Big Woo Radio for even putting this together. You know, Love Thy Brother Day is an important step in our collective healing. Absolutely. And, um, to answer the question, proper mental health is, is not only, like, important and necessary, it's vital and critical. You know, because my personal belief is that our lack of proper mental health sits at the core of the majority of other chronic social ills that we're dealing with on a regular basis. You know, men in general, black men specifically, need to be open and honest about what's going on in our hearts. Mm. But I guess that's the paradox, because in order to be open, 
you have to put yourself in a vulnerable position to do that. And men and many men, too many men, have been trained to think that that vulnerability and emotions equal weakness. Mm. You know, what the queen said earlier about just, if you start to express within your heart, you're told just to man up, man deal up. with it. Yep. Yep. Stop lying, don't cry about it, which is so dangerous and unhealthy. And that is part of the media culture. It's like a self-destructive single narrative that is raising young boys to believe that black men are, from what they see, is just callous kings of the streets. Mm. You know, we ruthless kings of crime. Money above anything like mafia dons or something. Yeah. Instead yeah. of compassionate and complicated human beings that need and deserve to be loved and cared for. Yeah. You know, we need to be in an environment that's safe and secure so we can express a full range of humanity, which might mean anger, which might mean stress and dealing with a rough day or whatever, but you need to be able to be in the environment where that total range can be expressed Yeah, in a non-judgmental kind of way, in a kind of way that we can release that productively. And I believe in that way you can reach your full potential. Sure, sure. <laughs> Name who's next. Okay. Do we have Brother Charles Hansen on the line? Good evening. Okay. Good evening, Mr. Charles. Right, Mr. Charles. You are on the mic if you want to answer that question. Did you hear the question? Yes, ma'am, I did. Okay. I, I believe that it's very vital that we continue this conversation. Um, there's a lot of black men have been told for generations that you don't belong you're not worthy when we are worthy Uh, we go through childhood most of us without a father being in the household we don't know how to be a man when somebody tells us to man up you know we and then we grow up to be young men that don't know how to how to raise our own kids to tell them to man up mm. and then once we're a man how, how do you go back and change all that without vital communication and it's not about drugs uh, sure drugs work but if you don't get the therapy and talk this thing out i mean i'm almost 60 years old without someone to talk to you'll end up like me uh, a survivor of 29 suicide attempts wow mm. wow that's that's so it's very vital that that we as black men reach out to someone uh my my problem with therapy is i always get into a, a therapy session and Three months down the road, my therapy's changed, and I have to tell my story all over again. Mm. Well, at some point, we're going to have to man up and do what... Let's put those phones back on mute, please. Go ahead, go ahead, Mr. Charles. I, I was and just trying to get the phones on the people that, that are in the background, the background noise. So go ahead, Mr. Charles. I'm just saying that it's a very unhealthy situation to be in uh, without some sort of therapy, uh, medication, uh, all these young men and women coming back from the war, suffering from PTSD, committing suicide, 
It's a very real thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, thanks thanks for that, Mr. Charles. We appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We're going to have uh, Brother Derek Hazelwood answer that question, and then after that, Brandon Brown will answer that, and that will be it for that question. Brother Hazelwood, are you on the line? I am here. First and foremost, thank you to everyone for enjoying or allowing me to come in and speak with you guys tonight. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, I was just listening in with everybody else's comments over the question. And just to to come back around full circle with that question, are we? is this important to have these conversations? I think it's critical just because we have to, as men, as adult male, as a black man, be able to express the things that we want our children to grow into. So having these conversations allows us as men to be able to talk about our emotions and then in turn model that behavior with our young men, with our sons, with our nephews, with these young males that we are mentoring. Because just for an example, I have to have conversations with my son on the daily, and I have to express to him that it's okay to cry. But for me to truly get him to understand that it's okay to cry, or express your emotions, or ask for help, I have to model that behavior. So have I cried in front of my son? Of course. But then I explained to him the importance of letting that out, why I did what I did, so that he can understand that it's okay to release whatever emotion that he has in him, so that he doesn't go out into the world and make a mistake or make a decision that was fueled or, or controlled by his anger or his so Somebody with the heavy breathing. Hold on, hold on, brother. Somebody with them heavy breathing is just it's just too it's too much for me to bear. That's getting everybody to put their phones on mute again. Right, go ahead, man. No, I just wanted to say it. I think it's definitely important that we have these conversations. I think all of the men that have spoke before me was all in the same accordance that yeah. we have to have these conversations daily. I mean, not daily, but as often as possible to make sure that we're doing what we can to support our culture and making sure that. Our, our culture understands that mental health is something that we all deal with, not just mm. our brothers, but our sisters. As our queens go through these things, as we go through these things, we must talk to each other if we want to succeed and grow as a culture. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Well said. Well said. All right, Mr. Hazelwood. Thank you. And do we have Brandon Brown on the line? Oh. Yes, we do. That was Mr. Hazelwood. Okay, Brandon. Did you hear the question, Brother Brown? I did. I did. I heard the question, and it's a pleasure to be on the line with everyone. And um, I do believe that it is very important to have these discussions. Um, I know at this point it sounds like it might be a cliche, but I do feel, you know, it's imperative because, you know, it's, it's so many different types, and you know, I would, I would say that we all come from an era where, you know, we might say a butt whooping can cure any kind of mental health issues, and <laughs> you know, and, and in some help cases, me. that may be true. You know, <laughs> look how we all turned out. We right. all, it we just all not half bad, but right. you know, the, the times have changed, and. We have to adapt to these changes where, you know, you can't, you could barely touch your child. You could be in jail and that ain't solving no problems nowadays. So, you know, um, you know, I just think that we all have to 
we have to be better informed and, you know, do our own research on, you know, mental health things because a lot of times we don't even go into trying to understand it and we're ignorant to a lot of things until it hits home. Yeah. You know, so I think uh, for us and our culture, as far as, you know, our men, we could do a better job at trying to understand because it could be someone that you work with. It could be somebody that you hang out with that's doing something that irritates you and you don't know that, you know, it could just be something that they're dealing with. So, yeah. you know, uh, you know, and then also uh, I heard the, the one brother, he was talking about um, the medicine or the drugs and all of that. I do. I think it's also uh, very important that if it gets to that level, because there are different levels of it, that it's properly diagnosed because then that takes us into uh, another case where there's a direct connection with this opioid epidemic that we're having, Mm, mm, you know, because you have people that that don't want to take their medicine because it either makes them feel weird or, Let's put the phones on mute, please. Uh, Brandon, since you brought that up, man, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, I want to do, I guess, a, a kind of a follow-up question. And I, and I guess if we have a little, little time, we do have a little extra time uh, before we go into the next song. Um, what are some of the things or some of the techniques to raise these young kings, man? That, that, you know, since you, since like you said, you you can barely touch a kid anymore but, uh, without the threat of going to jail, or you know, and, and then the, the alternative is is prescriptions and medicines. And, um, what what are some of the things? And and, and I, I like to go around to everyone if you can if we can be real quick with it. Some some things, uh, some techniques or some things that that you, you can do to I don't, I don't, you know, you know, try to say that you're a psychiatrist or anything, or but uh, just some of the things that you may do uh, it, it, to to help raise these kings in a different way. You know, some different techniques outside of drugs or outside of, you know, the spankings and uh, things like that. Yeah, well, I say for myself, uh, when I talk to my daughter, and even when I talk to you know, the young fellas that, that I mentor, um, I do more listening, which is not often when you're, when you're someone's elder. There's not, it's not many times where you do more listening than you do talking. Right. So I do a lot more listening when I'm talking to the youth or even to my daughter, because a lot of times they feel like what they're saying is not being heard. So you know, for me, that's just a formula, and that may not work with everyone, but for me, that's actually a formula that's been working for me. And, right. you know, then they all come back and tell me. I've been told by every single one of them, like, wow, you know, I, I've never had anyone sit down and actually listen to me and yeah. make me feel like the point that I'm trying to make is being heard. And, you know, I've had parents come to me asking me, like, what are you doing? My, what, you know, how are you getting through to my child, you know, and, you know, different things like that. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want any of the glory or anything like that. Like I right. just, uh, you know, it just makes me feel good to know that, 
you know, I made some kind of imprint in that child's life or someone's life or that they can come and talk to me before they decide to, I don't know, uh, do something crazy in school or before they decide to, you know, smoke something that they ain't never smoked before. Or, right, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. they'll come to me and... Like I said, I don't want any credit or anything like that. I, I don't, well, I don't mean, do any of that. You may not want it, but you probably deserve a lot of it if they come into you and, and uh, opening up to you before they you know even do their parents. So uh, kudos to you, uh, Brother Brown, for, for doing you know what it takes to, to help out. Now, does anybody else have any like different techniques or anything uh, outside of you know listening or um, uh, what are some of the things that you you may do let's let's go back with uh mr hazelwood hello um for me i actually use meditation mm. i mean without getting too deep into it i definitely have both of my children i've taught them to meditate and to be able to center themselves and be able to take time interesting out of whatever you're doing to just take a break and, and think inside get inside of yourself and make yeah. sure that you are in a place where you can deal with other people and you can express your emotions in a positive way. So that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody else got anything, uh, a little different, Mr. McKnight, brother McKnight. Um, they're very both good ideas. You know, um, everything that they, all of the things, all the things that Jim has said are very good ideas. Uh, one of the things that I do, uh, with, my daughters is that I talk to them with my son as well. You know, I talk to them, you know, and I always thought that I would rather my child learn about certain things that they see in the streets and hear in the streets. I would rather them come to me and tell me about it and ask me about it before they get a, a raw and, and negative opinion about whether or uh, information about what it is that they trying to figure out. Yeah. You know, so one of the main things that I do is like I sit down and I talk with him, you know, especially with my son now, but I sit down and I talk with him and, you know, he, he, I don't want to say like be a friend because, you know, but I let him know like, Hey, you can come to me and you can talk to me sure. about anything, Yeah, you know, anything. And when you, when those lines of communications are open, you'd be surprised what your child comes to you and tell you and, and, Sometimes, you know, even though you're the adult, you learn things as well. You know yeah. what I mean? So sometimes, like, just listening and just talking with them and not to, not to talk at them, but talk to them sometimes. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, a lot of parents, they feel as though that they, that their child not listening because they, they talking to them and they think that the child thinking that they become a friend or anything like that. Like, right, right. I let my son know all the time, like, I'm dead. You know what sure. I mean? I'm dead. But... Just because I'm dead, that don't mean every wrong thing or everything that you want to know. I'm just gonna be like, no, you too young to know about that, or no, you too, you know what I mean? Like I'll I'll try to explain it in the best way that I can, right? As and far it's age wise, and it's important as a as a parent to if you say that you can come and talk to me about anything that they can actually come to you and talk to you about anything. Uh, don't let when right. they roll up and say, hey, I'm thinking about giving oral sex to to my boyfriend. Then you like, oh, I, I, we we can't talk about that. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? No matter how, right, no right. matter how you know traumatic or drastic it is, you still have to you know follow through on what you said, or or there there's the trust out the door. You're not going; they're not going to come back to you again. 
You know, they're not going right. to come back and say because once you once you mess up the first time when they come to you and ask you for something, then you don't want to talk about it or you don't talk about it with them, then you can forget it. You can forget them coming back again. You know, so yep. I, I would say as as a parent, just when you say you can come talk to me about anything, mean that. Don't just say it to be saying it, but mean it. Uh, anybody else born free? Right. Did you did you have anything else to add yeah. to that? Yeah, just just quickly because everything else was all was right and exact, and you know, a beautiful way of doing things. For me and my daughter, what has worked is friendship. Mm. We've been friends from day one. Okay, you know, I tried to connect with her as a person, not just as. Cause I didn't want her to love me or to be with me just because I was her father. Right. I wanted, and it was obligatory. Right, right. I wanted her right. to do it because she chose to do it. Mm. That she chose to call me because you choose to call your friends. She didn't, you know, she, you pick your friends sure. and I wanted her to pick me. So in order for me, that means I had to show and prove my love and devotion through my ways and actions. And so from the very earliest times just to relate to her as a person. Mm. I'm not going to beat in your head that rock him is better than whoever you think is the best. <laughs> Who do you think is the best? Yo? Right. And let me, let me hear it. Right. Okay. Because there was all kinds of MCs. It wasn't just Chuck D. It was milk D. Mm, mm. It wasn't, all, it wasn't always the best. You feel what I'm saying? Wow. For every heavy D, it was a Willie D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a Schoolie D. So we were. So we we've been able to connect on all kinds of levels. And um, she's a creative person. She's an artist. So that was an even greater uh, bridge. So my thing is is friendship and companionship and she has her space i have my space and it didn't diminish fatherhood mm. and following an instruction because if i set a bar that means that i already did it myself sure. and I showed her that i did it myself so i believe all of the above you feel what i'm saying and what is working works yeah, and this is this is great. This is great because it's outside of, you know, what what maybe we grew up on, which it, you know helped us during that time, and maybe that was something that we needed. Uh, we needed what they say, spare the rod, spoil the child. But um, not they say, but the Bible says. But um, so so it's good to hear, you know, these different um, techniques. And hopefully the people that's listening uh, that that aren't using these or, or wondering what to use, maybe this uh, this will help them. And I don't want to leave out uh, uh, Mr. Charles, Brother Charles. Um, did you have uh, another uh, way of, of, of raising our young kings and queens? Absolutely. Keep your promise. Mm. If you make a promise to a child, keep it. Keep your promise. It means more to them than anything. Yeah, there you go. And I'm 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 grateful to get so many of these so many different things because I I was I thought I I would get like the same thing from everybody, but it's uh, it's it's really cool to get something different from everybody. And so all these techniques can be used, um, I, I believe. And, and so thanks thanks you guys for um, did I leave anybody out? Did, did anybody else want to uh, jump in and, and chime in on, on a, a technique? You know what? Um, I think I don't know. Is Brother King stayed on the line? Okay. 
He's not on the line. I was going to give him the opportunity to jump in there and, and give him Hey, can you all hear me? Comments. Yeah, we hear you. Oh, there you are. Hey, KC. So, yeah, if you have some techniques from dealing, you know, dealing with and relationships with uh, our children, you can jump in now and, and talk about that. We've got a variety of wonderful ideas we wanted you to add to that table. Well, let's see. Well, first of all, I don't have any children. <laughs> uh, I mean, I did want to uh, add to the comments of what y'all was talking about with mental health. Okay. And uh, and I want to say uh, what's up to everybody. You know, it's first time I called in over here. You know, shout the name for let me know about your show and uh, about mental health. I mean, certain things I notice, you know, in the city I live in. I mean, with these young cats out here, like y'all was talking about, a uh, few of them thinking what they have to do to survive is to be a drug dealer and all that stuff. And I be thinking about the way they talk, the way they carry themselves, you know, and it's really foolish. Mm. No. The way they be uh, putting themselves out there, especially when they get into an altercation, you know, you're trying to show your toughness by speaking the slang, and I'm thinking, you sounding like a fool. Mm. As you're telling me, instead of fighting somebody man to man, you're going to go get your mans in them, and I'm thinking, that term right there doesn't sound that cool to me. <laughs> So, is that like, uh, I mean, is it a mental health thing, though? Are you just... I say, say yeah, it sounds like they got a mental problem to me. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) You put it that way, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So... If you think that's the right way to talk to somebody, I don't care if you do have an altercation with whoever, but you need to think about how you're speaking. Yeah. So I guess later on in the show, I guess we get into some, you know, some solutions. Again, we want to mention the uh, the hotline. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have something I kind of want to say. Hello, Big Woo. LB, little Bucky in the house. Okay, little uh, Bucky. That, what's happening, y'all? I just want to say something that uh, came into my mind the other day, thinking about, you know, 400 years of slavery, you know, everything that, you know, black people went through, and we talk about uh, mental uh, mentalness. I've been thinking that if they had took us for 400 years, and was breeding us, and breeding us, and breeding us, I think that to a certain point at times, the way we're acting has something that has been bred into us, and we don't even know. No. It's something wow. that we have to stop and look at it. You talk about the mental health, yes, but we talk about something that is diabetes, uh, hereditary, and following down. Now, if we go back into slavery and go back to the beginning, the brothers who had that strong mental fortitude, that strongness, you know what I'm saying? That right. will. They was eliminated. You, you get what I'm saying? Sure. It's kind of like 
I'm I'm not gonna compare it, but but go go where I'm going as far as like breeding uh, breeding something. Like I use dogs. Okay. You start off with a certain kind of dogs, and you bred dogs by taking the biggest ones out the litter. You took dogs, which was the passive ones out the litter. The ones that was aggressive, you got rid of. So you took that gene or that or that soul or something that was in there. Yeah. You've gotten rid of that, and now you got the docileness. And you got the weaker minds or whatever you, you know, you, how you want to call it out. And I don't, excuse me, I don't want to say weaker mind, but I think that the product of slavery is a product of what we're seeing happening to us now. And hmm. people are not going back and, and look at it. You, you talk about what's happening to a, a person that had PDSD. What about the PDSD that we had for 400 years and then it was passed on to generation, to wow. generation? generation and i think what we're seeing now is the is the works of even though yeah we've been freed but we still had to fight for certain things and we're still fighting for certain things that we had to fight for 50 years ago yeah. when we got freed or not freed but got you know um uh civil rights and all this stuff and before you know you understand sure but sure things was was put into works to 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 destroy us and to look at it because when as we're talking about parents yes I, i'm a parent i have to talk to my child but one of the things i have to talk to my child everything about is be careful when you go out the street go out mm. how you react to a certain person how you react i mean we're so quick like my man said you know he in the city we're so quick to react to want to bust each other in the head but when it comes to our counterparts give them a pass. We talk a good game. We want to bust them and head such such. But if you watch what's going on, the heads is being bust. We're busting ourselves. Yeah. There's a there's a hidden hatred that we have for each other. Something that we have to talk about and keep upon going every day. Like, well, I, 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 I goes back. I go back to the slavery. Back to the simple thing of separating the light skin from the black skin. Light skin from dark skin. That shit is, excuse me, that shit is still prevalent to this day in 2019. Yeah. And this is in our community. And this ain't something that, you know, the problems that we have in our community, we can't be going outside. We have to start within. If we're not looking within ourselves, like what tonight is definitely happening, this is a great platform to have black men of different genre on here talking about the youth. Because I was a, youth football coach uh, here in South Carolina. And one of my things is, as far as to get to these young men, one thing you got to understand, like everybody was saying, be the friend and talk to them, but keep your promises. That's another good thing. But when you talk to them, you have to talk to them with respect because another thing we, we, we have to tell these young people, just because you're 18, just because you're 21, there's no playbook into life. Just because someone's 50 doesn't mean that they're grown. Just because yeah. someone's 60, it does not mean they're oh, wrong. Man, There's no playbook. Life yeah, is something man. that, that is, is, is live every day. I mean, just because you hit a number does not qualify you for anything. And I think with this youth now, in that mindset, when I get 18, when I get 16, that's why you got these kids out here thinking they're grown. They think they know everything because of a number. You know mm. what I'm saying? But yeah. when they get into the real, they get into like, like, like a Mike Tyson say, you know what you're going to do? Until you get in that ring, until that first punch hits you, that's how you really know what the hell's going to happen to you. That's and what's up, man. Have to, you, these, these young people have to uh, 
understand that. But with platforms like this and with this 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 platform like this and, 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 and brothers like us stepping up and talking this and passing on to the next brother, I think things is, is going to look positive. But we have to understand, we have to, we have to mentor our kids. We have Absolutely. to mentor them at home because our schools are not doing it. Absolutely. Our schools are not going to do it. You know, I use myself and I use everyone in this panel. When we went to school, only thing they taught us was Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and Harriet Tubman. And when they represented them, King was a, was a good Negro. X was bad. And then if you was lucky, luckily, if you was in certain school systems, you got to hear about Marcus Garvey. Right. You know what I'm saying? They, they they taught certain things, but they didn't t- teach us enough to give that pride because we're acting ignorant because we have nothing but what they teach us. And right now, they're teaching us stupid stuff. Like, and I hate, I hate to say it, I'll bring this up, and I'm going to stop on this. There's no way nobody of color could be a part of the Illuminati. I don't give a damn how much money you got. The Illuminati got 400 years of money. Black people just got money the last 50. You know what I'm saying? There's no way. So to end that argument on that, yo, 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 we have to stay positive on this. All, all, all black men, all black men have has, has, has something to do. And, and one thing we should abolish, there's one thing I got to say for this month. We all got to stop saying the word nigga. I don't give a damn if you say yeah. it in terms of, uh, of a damn you can't turn nothing negative into positive. It don't right. work that way. Absolutely. We can't. We can't take that word. That word was too bad. It's too. And I understand, yo, I'm a little older, but when I was young, I used it. I was down with that dumb argument. Take the e, uh, E-R off and put the A on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it is a term of endearment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes sense because I understand why we did that. I think that black people took that because it's good to try to take a tragedy, which we do as natural. We take a tragedy and try to turn something into positive. But so at a certain point, we got to understand. Just can't do it. Yeah, let yeah. it go. Let yep. it go. And I leave hey, it on that note, right? Little Bucky, appreciate you, bro. We appreciate wow. you. Wow. Little Bucky. Bucky got serious on us. Wow. Little Bucky. Little Bucky wow. ain't usually that serious. Wow. <laughs> okay, Bucky. <laughs> All right, so we 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 done ran over overtime a little bit. Thanks, Bucky, for that. Uh, but <laughs> but, but uh, Nima, what's the next one before we go into the music selection? What's the next? What's the next uh, question? Okay, uh, the next question me. is: I, Hold on for a minute. I don't know who that is. Hold on for a minute. Can go you on. give an example of trauma that some men may go through? You can use yourself as an example or not. Again, can you give an example of trauma that some men May go through. That's the question. And uh-huh. I think somebody has a question. Go ahead. I think somebody has something to say. Was that you, Wanda? Yes. I've been listening, and y'all keep on saying PTSD is post traumatic stress. No, PT. uh, PTSD. I think Bucky might have got a little confused on, on the lettering, but yeah, we, we, we got it. PTSD is what it is. Okay. Yep. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break after after the song. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about. Um, we got the question on the table. Can you give an example of trauma that some men may go through? And you can use yourself an example. Of course, we're gonna ask our hosts and uh, uh, the question first, and then we'll go around to our esteemed panel. And uh, we're gonna get that whoever that is with that heavy breathing. We're gonna we're gonna have to get you uh, some oxygen uh, oxygen tank or something. Something ain't you know something ain't right. Uh, but we'll be back right after this song from from Heaven Help Us by Stevie Wonder. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
Listening to Big Woo Radio. You're listening to Big Woo Radio. Big Woo Radio. Radio. Big Woo. Radio. Radio. Big Woo. Radio. Radio. Woo. We don't care if the people don't like him. You go still listen to his channel. Big Woo. Big Woo. If you don't like him, you're a loser. 
That's how we roll. 704-750. No, 704-489-3316. Thank you, grandchildren. I appreciate y'all showing Pop Pop some love. I swear I like that. I like that right there. Hey, whoa. Yeah, man. That's how we roll. Shout out real quick. Go ahead, man. Hello? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, I want to give a shout out to all my white sisters out there that let brothers go raw and ski in them during Black History Month for reparations. <laughs> we appreciate you contributing to the cause to make us stronger. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you, you better get ready. Get ready. Get it's the two ninety nine. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Oh, it's just we gonna do that. It's the two ninety nine. Shout out! Yep. Since you brought me back in, I want to give a shout out to all the old women that still give head while humming old Negro spirituals. <laughs> That's the great <laughs> way to bridge the gap between the past and the present. <laughs> Keep doing it. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Reverend Rich Brown. I really want to give a shout out, but I'm too much of a lady to say what I want to say. Uh-oh. I'm just going to keep this to say myself. it. When you say it. No, I'm hey. good. I'm good. I'm good. You still, you're a lady. You still can be a lady. Okay. No, that's all good. Let's continue with the program. I'm so good. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> hey, all right, seven oh four. Good shout out for you. Oh, can he shout out on your no, behalf? No, I want you to give a shout out on my on my part. No, I'm good. I'm gonna give my own no shout out. out. I want to shout out to all the people that are listening in, listening to the show, being positive. Uplifting our king and supporting Big Woo Radio. I yeah. thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank Absolutely. you for answering the questions and following the order of flow. Shout out to all the women that nut when they go see the OBGYN. <laughs> Does that happen? Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know that happens. Does that happen? Yeah, that happened. My aunt talk about it. I mean, my cousin talk about it all the time. Oh, yes, it oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep my eye on my wife next time she go to OBGYN. I'm going to have to go exactly. with her. I'm going to see what's going, going on. I'm going with you. I'm going too. Forget that. <laughs> hey, I hey, am now your OBGYN. Hey. Wow, that ain't nothing. Hey. Wait till you cats get old enough and you got to go see your male OBYGN. I would tell y'all stories, and this is for TV land. I'm going to tell y'all something. I went for my first uh, record or whatever you want to call it exam, but my wife set me up because I didn't know. She said, yeah, I got this appointment. Cool. I go to the doctor's room. I go in there. I said, well, this don't look like the doctor's office. You know, I said, okay, but I'm running late. So I run on in there. It'll be this much. I pay him. So I'm looking around. I see people in gowns. So what am I doing in here? Right? So I can't tell you that. I said, but you can take my money. You're going to tell me something while I'm up in here. But by then, they done came and snatched me and put me in the back. I'm sitting there. Oh, wow. Me and the doc talking. Me and the doc talking. So I said, yeah, well, you, you know, give me this you know, piece of paper, question, 25 questions. 
Let's make a long story short, uh, uh, Bucky. Let's oh, make yeah, a long yeah, story yeah, short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, long story short, he hit me with, hey, put your shoulders on the table. Put my shoulders on the table, yeah, and drop your pants. I said, what? <laughs> I said, oh, no, I'm going through this. I said, Doc, before you grab me, just do me one favor. He looked at me and said, what? I said, just whisper my name real slow. <laughs> Little Bucky. Little, three times, but he, he lied to me. And he got me on the first one. And I tell you what, I felt like I was Michael Jackson on the tip of my toes. <laughs> it's going to be a little pressure, pressure shit. Boy, I tell you what. And then, and then when I left, I, I, I ain't know what to think. When oh, I left, I ain't God. know what to think. I ain't know what to eat. I ain't know what to think. So all I'm going to tell well, you, young blood, hey, first, bottom line, I'm healthy, I'm good, and I'm fine. But I do know what, 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 what. What y'all say earlier? PSD? What, what's PT- that? Uh, PTSD. Uh, yeah, you yeah. suffer, yeah, you, PTSD, you suffer yeah, from yeah. PTSD, definitely. Yeah, sir, yeah. Yeah, sir. That takes us right into, that takes us right into, wow. can you give an example of trauma that men go may go <laughs> through? That was his trauma right there. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Who we starting with, Nima? Um, I just lost my whole freaking train of thought. We're gonna <laughs> we we wanna skip we wanna skip over um we wanna go we wanna go right to Brother Saeed for this next question. All right, brother Saeed. Give come. an example of trauma that some men may go through. You can use yourself as an example. We're gonna go with Saeed, hmm. then we're gonna go with or free after Saeed. Right. And I'll tell you after that who's next. Okay, so trauma that men go through. You know what trauma that I think men go through when they start off as little kids, they start off as, as young kings, is where we have our queens, you know, when your child, like, have y'all ever been, like, in a store or something? Tell you in a store, you're doing some gas, and, you know, there's a, somebody in there, a lady in there with the kids, or, you know, and the kids running around, acting up and doing all this, and you like, and, and the parents just yelling at them and telling them to sit your dumb ass down and you stupid and you about to send you to your father. That's why your father. I'm like, I think that's a big trauma. Oh, yeah. Because that sticks to everybody, not just men, but women as well. You know what I mean? It sticks. I mean, as, a, as an adult, you get kind of upset or you get angry when someone calls you dumb or stupid or, or, or you file language towards you. And as a child, a child feels that way too. You know what I mean? Children, they feel the same feeling even more. Like you could call them a dummy. And to us, that's just like you calling me an ass or like, like me, I hate being called the P word. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. ever ever in your life call me the P word if that really upsets me. You know what I mean? So for imagine a child being called a dummy, you know what I mean, constantly, and then they grow up. You know what I mean? They, it, I think that's a really big child. I think that's something that we all need to, like, work on. And, and our kids are not dumb. They're kids. You know, they, they run around. They play. They, they, they touch stuff. They're experiencing. They ask a million and one questions. I think yeah. that, and me personally, I think that's a big trauma. That, that's something that really bothers me. Yeah. Because yeah. I see it a no lot. No doubt. All right, born free. Okay. Um, true indeed, and I, I completely agree with that because uh, that's a part of, in, in my family, um, one of the traumas was 
constant um if they hurt themselves the little boys if they hurt themselves i remember my uh, little cousin he's a little boy he fell from the top of the steps to the bottom of the steps and as we went over there to see about him of course he started crying he was like 10 years old but his father intervened and said nobody touch him and told him don't act like a little girl Mm. like suck it up you know, and we were shocked. And we're like, he fell, he fell on the steps. Anybody who would fall down anywhere like that is going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. But he right. wasn't allowed to be able to express himself. And if that was just one isolated situation, that would have been bad enough. But that was the basic way and structure in which he was raised and many other little boys in the family. And as they got older, that suppression of when they were hurt, manifested itself in some very horrible ways because they became their uh, their fists fighting became their chief way of being able to deal with anything words began to diminish and they fought and they they had a very bad trajectory in life as a result of those things and we didn't know or people didn't know specifically until they got into bad situations where they were incarcerated or they turned to drugs or whatever. From their perspective, they were still that little boy at the bottom of the steps. They would always go back to that initial situation that they felt unsafe and they felt unsure and they didn't understand what it was to be a man because they were still that little boy trapped in those situations. And a lot of family members were like that. Uh, Guys I grew up with were in that same situation that we didn't know that their mothers and fathers or whoever were, were either beating them into submission from their perspective to teach them to be a man. Have you ever seen the movie soldiers story? was like that. Mm. That sergeant was mm. beating, was browbeating the guy down because he thought he was weak, but he wanted to toughen him up for society. But he just, he got him to the point where he took his life. Mm. And some people don't take their life. They take other people's lives. Mm. And they place themselves in like periling situations because they no longer see a value of themselves because if the primary people in their lives could beat them, what does anything else matter? So those were the traumas that I've seen firsthand and talking to people and finding out that this thing that happened to you in secret that you might have been dealing with, I might you get a phone call from guys late at night when they're in a desperate situation. And they all go back to things that happened pretty much when they were under 10 years old. So it also goes on to that browbeating that that brother just built on. You know, you hear that all the time. And so that next generation and that next wave, and unless we intervene with these type of days and like the men on the phone and hopefully the people that are listening can take this and we can fashion some tools for our survival because it's imperative. There you go. Uh, I guess it's a good point to uh, mention the suicide hotline, um, kind of a segue uh, suicide hotline eight one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. 
Uh, it's 1-800-273-8255. Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. Nima, who's next? We're going to go with Brother... I'm um, sorry. We're going to go with Brother Darren and then Mr. Charles. Well, I've been listening in to everybody's um, statements previous to mine, and I was, I'm was i in the line with everything that the brothers have said previously. One of the things that I was just recognizing through both of their statements or this more self-inflicted trauma, trauma that's been inflicted by the parents or the the people that are supposed to be the comfort, your comfort zone. These are the people that you're supposed to be able to come to, speak with, talk to, express yourself with so that you can be free of trauma. And then when you're going to those people or when you're dealing with those people, they're adding trauma by the browbeating or beating of your children or, or just the the verbal de- uh, discrimination, not discrimination, but the verbal, the verbal abuse that these children are uh, inflicting or these parents are inflicting on their children. So it, for me, I just look at it as a lot of the trauma that we've been discussing is coming from within. And so then we have to go out into society and deal with people from different cultures, different ethnicities, and we already beat down. And then they already have stigma outside of our own culture that we have to fight through with the segregation and the racism and the things that we already have to deal with that is more trauma. And we're already coming from a trauma-filled environment from inside our own home. So, I mean, you can look at it from a multitude of ways, but there's so much trauma that is placed on the young man, especially to be successful, to be the head of the household, to be the one that carries the load. So I think that we have to really look at starting from within and starting from our parenting skills, the way that we interact with our young black men, the way that we teach them, the way that we help them to grow into successful kings. We have to realize that we can't tear them down only. Not saying that tearing the rod is not the, the way, or if we have to raise our children, we have to be able to do both. We have to understand that there has to be an equal balance. Because if you just beat someone into submission and you don't explain to them why they may mm. be, be um, getting that spanking or that whooping, then you'll never truly get to the understanding of why things need to be done the way they are, and it just becomes trauma, and it's not beneficial to either party, the parent or the child. But that's just my opinion. Indeed, brother, indeed. Absolutely. And you know what? Hey, you know what, if I can get you back on what he's saying, I, I, w- I want to say this. Um, especially to all my sisters, my queens that's out there and the young queens just listening. When if you know, if you're if you're a mother with a son or you grow up, you, you mature to be a mother who has a woman who has a son and you have a responsible, accountable man in that child's life, whether you want to be with the father or not, you should always take what's in the best interest of the child and allow that man to be that man and don't baby that boy. Let let him learn and grow and be around solid men. And what I mean by solid men is, like Bucky said, there's dudes out here that's 40, 45 years old and they still ain't got their shit together. They ain't grown up yet, Mm. you know. But at the same time, you have to allow that young man to be around quality men to help guide him down that right path without intervening. Because 
it's not the same game as it is with a little girl. And we see what's happening right now where a lot of these little boys walking around acting like little girls. You feel there me? You go. All right, did everybody give a get a get a chance okay. to give an example of a trauma? No. All right, let's get there. No, we did. We're gonna to go to Mr. Charles and then Brother Brandon Brown. All right. Mr. Charles, come on Charles. Uh my drama actually started when I was a young child, uh watching all my leaders, Martin Luther X and a number of other leaders being gunned down in the streets. Uh Death is a big trauma to me. Uh, losing my mother, losing my father, losing all my grandparents. My mother was a baby of, of 17 kids. There's only one living out of 17. Death is a big trauma. A lot of times we don't know how to handle death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but losing not only my wife, but four women other than my wife, mm. you know, five women. That's a lot of trauma. Absolutely. And that's all I've got to say about that. Thank you, Mr. Charles. Mr. Brandon. Brother Brandon. Yes, sir. Is that who we're going to next? Sorry, Brother talking. Brandon. Hey, can you hear me? Yep, we good. All right, all right, all right. So uh, I'll, I'll switch it up a little bit, and I'll say some men actually deal with some serious trauma right in the home, in their families, being a father, being a husband, and, you know, most men grow up being taught what? That... You know, we're supposed to be a provider, whether, you know, whether you learn that through the Bible, whether you learn that from your parents or in our circles growing up, um, we're supposed to be the providers of our homes. And so, you know, a lot of us, we hold on to that, which, you know, I do, I believe. And also, I think we, we come to this place where we can go through depression just off the strength of if that woman that's in that same household, which, you know, hopefully it's it's your wife, but if it's not, happens to make more money than you. And that could be something that you could hold on to and you could suppress that and the arguments that come from that and a woman may not even understand what's going on because you're suppressing everything inside of you. You're not articulating what you're going through. You're not you're 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 not communicating and talking and you know expressing that that bothers you. You know, and that can that's something that you know I think as men we don't want to talk about. We don't want to have that conversation because. In a lot of instances, that person that makes that mo- that money in the household, that's what? That's power. So, you know, you ain't taking that power away from us. You know what I mean? So even if the, if the woman makes more money, 
than what? We still, in our mind, and I'm not saying all of us on this phone, but I'm saying in general, we don't want to give them that power. So what's our option? You know what I mean? Like a, a lot of people feel like it, it, shoot, if you take that financial piece away from us, that's like taking our voice away. And so, you know, and I, I know some situations like this where, you know, men will go through that state of depression just because they don't realize it's okay if a woman does make more money than you because, once again, times have changed and you need both parties to actually help out in the household and it shouldn't have anything to do with that. It should be all about the love and, and you know, but I'm just saying, like, that's, I, I believe that is, that's another way of dealing with, you know, some trauma that I've, I've encountered and I've heard some brothers uh, express to me. But, you know, I think, um, you know, one thing, us black people, we don't, we don't believe in going to a doctor and articulating what's bothering us. You know, we don't, we don't really like doing that counseling. Mm. So, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll just sit on it and we'll let it ruin our relationships where it's something that you could have talked it out and had a chance to express it and work on it and work through it. So, Go ahead. Wow. I think I heard somebody. JB? What was that, JB? You know, it sounded like I heard. Hey, listen, I was going to say this real quick. Um, personally, as a man, a real man, regardless of how much he makes, he makes his mark and he sets his standard from the jump. Yeah. Who cares if yeah. she makes exactly. 50 and you yeah. make 50000 Here's the deal. That's right. At, at, the, at the end of the day, the woman gonna walk with the man who stands in his own and speaks his truth and holds it and leads at the time when it's time for him to be out front. But there at the go. same time, he grabs her hand and pulls her pulls her along with him so they can exactly. both ride together. Exactly. When you look at the numbers from a statistical standpoint, when you look at the numbers from a statistical standpoint, we know going back for the last twenty five years that our sisters have outgraduated, have are out more educated and outgraduated us. So not only the HBCUs, but from these higher institutions of learning of those individuals that got the uh, uh, complexion for the selection with the protection. So then when you start to look at that, and then you see how that transitions into the workplace. If our sisters are more educated and they're find them, finding themselves in positions of power. Okay, where they're leading. You can't get mad at nobody but yourself. I don't know why somebody would get right. mad anyway. Right. Because at the end of the day, That's the way right. I'm taught to game by my uncle, you know what I'm saying? Pimp, the whole go out and make more money than him anyway, and they bring it to him. So <laughs> if you really want to be the man and you want to lead, be the leader of your stable, you gotta you gotta step back and let that be that and learn how to lead and stand in your own. Bottom there it line. Is. There it is. Yeah, JB, did you yeah, have any uh, traumas that you want to um um <laughs> traumas that you wanted to bring out? A serious, a serious oh, trauma. Now, nah, hey, at the end of the day, I'm gonna tell you something. Um, from what I grew up in South Carolina, woo. 
you know. I've yeah. seen violence. I saw a lot of death going up. I got numb to that early. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it was tough for me because what I thought was normal really wasn't normal and a lot of things that happened and I found that out later in life. But, you know, it, 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 it's just seeing certain things seeing certain things and, and, and then, you know, not not understanding till I got older how important it was to go to therapy, to talk to someone. So I think, you know, like you say, you know, seeing these things, you know, a, a, as a kid, it follows you, you know, and then you find yourself in a situation where you become cold hearted. You you don't you don't know how to be empathetic. You don't know how to be sympathetic. And when people come to you and you have you, when you encounter people who have issues, you you quick to brush it off. You know what I'm saying? But sure. um, you know, for me, it was just seeing seeing certain things. You know, seeing seeing a lot of death. I went to a lot of funerals when I was when I was coming up. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and, and and seeing certain certain things happen. So um, as far as really getting into the specifics, I don't. I, I can't get into the specifics. That's but cool. understanding that I I understand how that impacted me as I grew to be the young man I was. And, and like my brother who said earlier, when when those things happen, you find yourself going back to that, say you revert back to that, that instance where the boy fell down the stairs. Yeah. He was still that 10-year-old boy, even though he's 19 years old now. Why? Like we said earlier, not having no one to talk to, having true resolution skills and having to carry that baggage. Right. All right, so let's get into, uh, we'll remind everybody you're listening to the, Brutally Honest Show, Big Woo Radio's Love Thy Brother, second edition. I want to thank uh, Mr. Charles, Brother Born Free, Saeed McKnight, Saeed McKnight, uh, Derek, Brother Derek Hazelwood, Brother Brandon Brown, and, of course, our our, our, our hosts, uh, Nima Shining Star hey, do L. Have time for like a, do we have time for like just like a quick, sad question? It's, just a, it's something that, that one of the brothers said that, just made me want to ask this question. If we could all just eat, all of us, even you too, if we could all just real quick, not real long, just describe your definition of a man. Like, mm. what is your definition of a man? I'll start off. Like, me, a definition of a man is a, 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 a person who can provide, who can take care of his family, who can stand. You know what I mean? He's the rock. Period. Right. And just the rock. And every, every meaning of, of, strong sturdiness that that word rock can be related to sure you know that's my that's what i think a man is i would i would would venture to say that that would be i don't want to put words in nobody's mouth but kind of the definition of every (laughs) uh you know for for everybody but 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 go ahead i want let's let's get nima nima your definition of a man you know what? I'm not going to get too deep into this, but what I will say is we got to be careful with that word rock because when you say rock, a rock, even though water over time will, you know, eventually break it, but a rock is hard and the exterior is hard and it's not easy to penetrate. And I don't want to give a brother the idea. I mean, yes, he could be strong. He could be loving. He can take the lead and, and his queen will follow or walk side by side and you know You don't want to be easily penetrated like that. But I don't want I don't want um the fact that a rock 
you know, people get the wrong definition and say, well, I'm like a rock. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to break. I'm not going to let you, you know, get into, you know, get personal or get close to me. And I think being a man, you have to be intimate. I think you have to have a softer side. You have to understand where a woman is coming from completely, even though you can't understand her fully because you're not a woman, but you have to understand or at least grasp some of the basic knowledge of a woman. And when you say a rock, I think sometimes people can get that misunderstood. You can be strong, you can be sturdy, you can have a strong foundation, you can be loving, but you can also be open and maybe not a rock. You know what I mean? So I, I want to be careful with that. I'm going to go ahead and I'll let somebody you. else answer that. Absolutely. Well, this is this is their name of Hey, I'm my bad, Derek. Real quick, I just wanted to tell Mimi she right. Don't no man want to be easily penetrated. No, I mean, no, you're right. So. You're absolutely right. I totally yeah. understand that. <clears throat> I totally understand that. Go ahead, oh, go ahead, Derek. No, but just, I mean, just, it's, I'm almost want to say that I'm in between both of them because I realize and understand what JB is saying. And I also understand what Nima is saying because I was, I've always by nature been a dominant more aggressive person because of my environment where I was raised and how I was shown to be a man. But then after going through some horrendous things in my life and having to be incarcerated for a crime I didn't commit and having to do time and have to understand how to truly be within myself and know who I am when I came out of that situation and I had to go to therapy and speak to someone and talk to someone because my wife wanted to realize that I wasn't the person that I was before I went in there. And when I talked to that person, they, they explained to me, my therapist explained to me the coping skills and the defense mechanisms that I have built up as a child to protect myself because I wasn't taught the proper way to express my emotions or had anybody to speak with because I didn't have a mother or a dad to express what a man was supposed to be. Those coping mechanisms and those defense mechanisms were no longer acceptable as I become a man, as I become a king because I do have to engage with my queen. I do have to open up and, and tell her how I feel so that we can work as one. So I understand when JB says we have to be a rock, because we do, we have to be the protector. We have to be the provider. We have to be that, that figure that everybody recognizes that the people that are underneath me, whether it be my wife, my children, are protected, taken care of, and the man that stands in front of them will do everything in his power to, to provide and protect for them. But my people inside of my OAS need to know that I'm here for them when they're when their spirits are down, when their emotions are high, when they need somebody to talk to, mm. they can come to me and not be afraid to express themselves. So I think as a man, we have to be able to do both. And so many young men are not being taught both. Right. So when right. they become dads, become husbands, they only got that hard rock mentality and you want to fight and beat up on it. And then you beating up your wife or you beating up your kids or you're arguing with your wife, or you're arguing with your kids. Yeah. I don't. So, so that, that has to be, hold, they hold. Have to be wine. That's just my opinion. Okay, no, was that Wanda? Go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Was that you going to say something? Me? No, I was just listening. Somebody was going to say something. That wasn't me. I just took myself off mute because you said my name. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, if you got something right. to say, chime in, folks. We know you on the line. Get yeah. Out well, we gotta take a break anyway. Calls. We gotta take a break anyway. So, uh, whatever you got to well, say. I'll say something. Go ahead. 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 Go ah
Okay. All right. I don't know. I, I don't know if that was Wanda again, uh, but somebody just came in and was yeah. breaking up. But I, I'm a I'm a I'm gonna give a forewarning. If you're talking and you're talking on a speakerphone, you're probably gonna get broken up. It's not we're not gonna be able to hear it that good. So if you really want to say something, you know, want to chime in, you might want to say it. You know, either after everybody stopped talking, or you might want to take your phone off speaker. Just uh, food for Put thought. Pretty close to your face, like you used to, and and, and talk to it. Yeah, that's all you got to do. All right, so we gonna take a take a break. Uh, this is music by Teddy Pendergrass. Wake up, everybody! We're gonna come back with the uh, last and final question for the panel, which I'm gonna let Nima go ahead and ask the question before we go to the music break. Okay, the final question is, how did you or how are you handling your mental challenges? And part two of that question is, how important is it in having a partner that loves and understands you during this time? Again, how are you or how did you handle your mental health challenges and how important is it to have a partner that loves and understands your needs, especially during this time? All right, thank you, Nima. Uh, let's wake up, everybody. Teddy Pendergrass. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brutally Honest Show on Big Woo Radio. We'll be right back. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking. Time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh, oh, oh. wake up, all the teachers. Time to teach a new. Maybe then they'll listen to what you have to say. They're the ones who's coming up, and the world is in their hands. When you teach the children, teach them the very best you can. The world won't get no better if we just let it be. Na, 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 na. Change it, just you and me. Wake up, all the doctors, make the old people well. They're the ones who suffer and who catch all the hell. They don't have so very long before their judgment day. So won't you make them happy before they pass away? Builders, time to build a new land. I know we could do it if we all lend a hand. The only thing we have to do is put it in our minds. Surely things will work out. They do it every time. The world won't get no better if we just. Just you and me. Yeah. 
Listening to Big Woo Radio. Radio. Oh, yes, it's money to be made out here. Win big at the Lucky Panda. This is some guy named Jay, like I've always been. And I want to let you all know that you can win big money out here at the Lucky Panda Adult Arcade, located 2610 Clemson Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina, right off the plaza. Open seven days a week, days and nights, so come on out. The Lucky Panda has skill games, fish games, and more, including weekly raffles and drawings. So there are plenty of chances for you to win big money. The Lucky Panda also serves free food to the players on Saturdays, so come on out again. That's the Lucky Panda, and that's Panda spelled with a 9 instead of a P, located 2610 Clemson Avenue in Charlotte, North Carolina, right off the plaza. Come on out and win big. See you there. Yo, yo. Primetime Player Basketball is back. Season opener will be March the 2nd at 5 p.m. Bank Street Gym, located at 490 Academy Street in the heart of Fort Mill, South Carolina. The opponent will be the Augusta Eagles. Doors open at 415. The national anthem will be performed by R&B songstress Keandra Davis. Don't miss it, y'all. Big Blue Radio will also be in the building streaming live. Hey, 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 the fourth annual African-American Cultural Breakfast will be held at the Gateway Conference Center at 3200 Carmos Drive, located in Richburg, South Carolina, on Saturday, February the 16th, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. The theme for this year's event will be honoring our history through sports. The featured speaker will be former professional football player Sheldon Brown. The MC for this event will be media maven Miss Beatrice Thompson. Registration is required for this free event. You can go to www www.chestercounty.org or dial 803-377-1014 Performances also will be Sharon Peterson, Mama Lula and the Outpouring Ministries Please support and be a part of this historic event Now that I got your attention Go cop that new book, Poetic Box, Permanent Arousal by Nayana Renee. You can get it where all books and ebooks are sold. You can also follow me on all social media platforms. That's N-I-A-N-A-R-E-N-E-E. This is a warning. This is a warning. This is your final warning. This is your final warning. Parental discretion. Parental discretion. Is advised. Is advised. So, you decided to come back. Well, welcome back to the Brutally Honest Tuesday. The show with no motherfucking sense. If you are sensitive, turn off your radio. Put down your cell phone. Close your laptop. Because this shit right here, this shit is not for you. But thank you for listening on BigWooRadio.com. Now back to the show with Nima, Nayana, Nima, and JB. Big Woo Radio. A station for the people, by the people. 
704-489-3316. That's the number to get in on the program. If you want to get in on the program, we've been having some deep conversations. And, of course, the regular 299 shout-out line has been open, but it is closed for the rest of the show. Sorry, JB, but you've been shut down. Uh, no, nah, that's all good. Um, want to get into... <laughs> want to get into what, what, what was that? What in the world type of advertisement was that? <laughs> what the, what type of advertisement? We mean? I was just, <laughs> just trying to tell you what's going on I with thought, the show. I thought somebody had like a point of just. <laughs> I'm like, yo, did something just happen? Like, did he get like a connection or something? Nah, man, this is the Bruliana show, baby. Uh, it's not for the weak of heart, not for the faint of heart. You talking about the Brulianas? Uh, I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. All right, so um, we got you know several topics that we or several um, questions that we've asked, and uh, we appreciate all our esteemed panel for checking in and, and hanging out with us, Mr. Charles, Brother Born Free, Brother Saeed, Brother Derek, Brother Brandon. We all appreciate you coming in so much, man. We we we, uh, we love your insight, love hearing from you, and uh, y'all come back anytime you want to but we do have one more always a pleasure always a pleasure yes indeed definitely a pleasure we definitely we have uh one one more uh question that we have yeah. uh well go ahead uh, if you don't mind um the last question and we are going to start with brother Gorfrey. the last question is how did you or how are you handling your mental challenges and the part two to that is how important is it having a partner that loves and understands you especially during those times the mic is yours no doubt thank you very much um i handle it you know at this stage communication prayer helps out a lot you know being able to communicate openly and honestly with people about what's going on uh, before things get to a critical point. Talk to people early in the game. Be able to sit down and communicate and having a good support system, that really helps. But also to be um, fortified within my own heart. And prayer helps, helps me in that regard to be able to commune on the inside and it helps gives me the, give me the strength to be able to communicate it out. And that actually flows into the next one. You know, there are a few things that compare to having a loving, compassionate home environment. There are a few things that can really rival being able to talk to your partner, the love of your life, your friend. And, um, I'm very fortunate to have that. So being able to communicate, that helps diffuse everything. Even when you're having stressful moments, because you're dealing with somebody that loves you and that you love them and that's your friends and you're in this together, you can get through anything. And with God as the foundation, then there's really nowhere to go but up. And those past situations where you feel isolated and alone, that's a distant memory, at least for me. And I'm, I feel very blessed and fortunate to be able to have some tools to be able to use to um, 
get past those dark moments and those dark times. Mm. So those are the things that helped me. Thank you, Born Free. Thank you very much. Very well said and very well put. Thank you very much for your input. We are going to go with Brother Saeed next. Brother Saeed, are you still with us? Sure, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. The mic is yours. You've got the question? Uh, yeah, can you repeat it again for me? Sure. How did you or how are you handling your mental health challenges? And part two to that is how important is it to have someone that you love that understands when you're going through those times? Okay. Um, I guess basically just keeping keeping my head up to God as for prayer every day. Thanks for all the blessings that he gave me. And just take it one day at a time. You know what I mean? Life is always been the person who always said life is too short to hold grudges. Life is too short to, you know, walk around with an evil look on your face or always just upset about something, you know, and that's that's how I get by day to day. You know what I mean? Like a lot of my friends, people who know me, they, they tell me like, yeah, like you always smiling. Like you always happy. You always telling jokes or something. Like that's just me. Like it's, love is the number one thing that you, that, that, you need to keep you going. And if you got it, I feel as though nothing can break it, especially if it's real. And to go into having a partner that understands you, everybody has problems, you know, but to have that one partner that actually listens and, and actually gives positive feedback, you know, is it, just a wonderful thing. Like, it's, it's, it's nothing... I feel as though it's nothing like it. Like, there's nothing like having that one person that you could turn to that won't judge you but will help you grow, won't put you down, but just help you get through the problems and and insecurities that you have, anything. You know what I mean? It's always good to have that in your corner. And when you do, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Next, we're going to go with Brother Brandon Brown. Are you still with us? I am. I'm still here. Okay. Right. You have the mic. All right. You need well, a question repeat? For, for me, no. I, I think I'm good. Okay. I believe uh, I understand. So I'll actually make it personal and give you guys an example. Uh, I would say, you know, dealing with, I said, the only, the only mental health challenge that I had more so is like anxiety. And that was when I was going through my divorce. And that was, uh, that was some trying times. So, you know, going through feeling like the weight of the world was on my shoulders and, you know, you go through so many different stages. Uh, you know, you got to go through the saving face stage, and you know, then you get to the Q and A stage where everybody starts noticing things. That there's somebody was saying something. Yeah, we need to put them phones um, on mute, people. Go ahead, bro. So. You know, you go through the Q&A stage, like that's what I went through where, and that's probably the most difficult because that's when people start noticing that things not right. So, you know, you 
you really don't know what to say to people and, you know, and you have people that don't want to accept it, you know, because people always, they like the thought of you and that other person. So they just want to see it continue. They don't care if you, they don't care what's going on behind closed doors. You know, the people just want to, they just want to see y'all, the, the sight of you too, you know, and I had to deal with so many different questions and, you know, that was taking a toll on me because I knew inside that I was done. But then you hear so many people telling you, no, you're not done, you're not done, you're not done. And, you know, so that definitely bothered me. And, you know, then you got the people that just want the story and, you know, because they want to judge you and, what we all say, we all we all try to act like oh, I don't care what nobody say about me. Uh, you know, who cares? But you know, if you if you know that you're a good person on the inside, you know, we all care about our character. We all care to a certain extent. Like, yeah, you you know, you you can't worry about what people are saying out there, but to a certain extent, you know, we definitely don't want our character to be in question by anybody. So. You know, that bothered me a little bit. And, you know, altogether, it just had a lot of, it, it, it had a psychological effect on me. And, um, you know, then the biggest part was going through the war of the divorce and the toll that that took on me. And, you know, day after day, just having migraines and you just got so many thoughts and, you know, is it ever going to end? You know, just different things like that, man. And, um you know, you start questioning yourself and, you know, it's, it's, it definitely took a toll and, you know, that anxiety just is every day. So, you know, for me, um, you know, without God and praying, I would have never made it without going insane. You know, unfortunately, I didn't have to go the route of depending on any kind of medicine because I know what I stand on and, you know, so, um, you know, and God placed a friend in my life where, you know, this, this person never left my side and, you know, I don't know what I would have done without that daily encouragement from that person and, you know, with her never judging me and going through everything and just, uh, you know, just having having her to lean on, you know, that, man, words can't explain what that did for me, you know. And um, so, you know, that, that kind of got me through. And, you know, that's, that's kind of my thing. And I think that's where, you know, even to touch on the, the you know, what's a man thing. Like, I think the first, the first thing is, you know, being God-fearing. You know, I, I don't think you can you can start off by talking about being a man if, if that doesn't come before it, because I think that helps you to understand, you know, how you're supposed to treat your wife or your children or when to be encouraging or when to be stern or, you know, just, just how to live your life, period. And, you know, you got to have that foundation and and that rock, that should be the rock that, that you stand on. And, um, you know, so that's kind of how I got through wow. my divorce situation. 
Yeah, divorce is ugly, man. Divorce is ugly. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. That was very intimate and personal, and I appreciate you sharing light and sharing that with us. saying that's a really good thing I'll end it thank you uh, Mr. Charles appreciate that yes sir good this is this is uh, brother Derek Um, I wanted to just chime in and say when I spoke to to Nima about this about this um, question it wasn't even the question yet we were just on the phone having a conversation about being on this panel and I spoke about um, depression and mental health and how I deal with it. First and foremost, I would say that you have to lock into whatever higher power source you believe in. You know, I believe in God, so therefore I would say I, I stay locked into God through pe- prayer and meditation. And then secondly, I would say that you have to find some type of outlet to center yourself. Me personally, I use meditation and yoga. I do it as much as possible. I try to make sure that I give myself an opportunity to get on the mat do yoga, and stay vigilant in the moment. I think when I'm dealing with my own mental health issues and own mental health struggles, I realize that I have to be in the moment. I have to realize what I am dealing with, what emotion is, is causing me to feel the way that I feel, what is giving me the energy that I am putting out into the world. And so once I understand and truly center myself and realize what I'm going through, then I'm able to try to defeat whatever mental illness that I'm, I'm battling with. So the one thing that I would say across all of the mental health is to try to find out what is causing the root of your problem to make sure that you are in the moment because it changes from moment to moment. Mental health is, is ongoing. You will be dealing with it. Some people deal with it for the rest of their lives. So you have to realize that at every moment there could be something different that is driving your mental health. 
in regards to having a loving, caring spouse, I also want to add something that I didn't hear some of the men say was someone that's real with you. Mm. I feel like love is also being real. I love the fact that my wife will stop and tell me when I'm doing wrong. She understands that she has yeah. that power. I've given her that power. Say, hey, you you on the wrong path right now. You're not doing what you need to do. You're not being the king when I'm married. That that is also a form of love because if she allowed me to continue to go down the path of destruction, I'm just carrying my whole family down that path of destruction. Yeah. So I feel that yeah. is imperative. That is that's crucial, critical. That that communication that everybody talks about has to be cultivated with some type of strength. And, and trust that you can say what you need to say to ensure that your king is is operating at optimal conditions. So that's what I would say about my mental health and how I, I deal with it and enjoy having a queen that stands behind me 100%. Absolutely. Thank you, Brother Derek. Wow. Well, right, Nima, who we got next? Blown away. Um, I was going to ask how this could answer that question. Is she still with alive? I don't. I don't uh, think so. Yeah, yeah she. Oh wow. There okay. you go. Can you repeat, you repeat the, question? the question? Yes. Sure. <laughs> so the last question is: um, How are you, or how do you deal with your mental challenges? And am I saying that right? Yeah. And how important is it to have that special someone in your life that understands you when you're going through those challenges? Um, first thing I can um, really say on that um, that actually helped me mostly was accountability. Um, not allowing myself to throw a pity party um, or feel bad for my situation and things that I couldn't change um, that I dealt with. You know, learning how to be at peace with the past so that I can move forward for the present and the future, but not um, looking too far in the future, but more so focusing on the present and the here and now and where I'm at um, mentally. Um, Meditation and counseling um, to help with issues that you want to get off your chest, but you can't really talk to everybody because um, people are going to give you their um, opinions and that's like assholes. Everybody have one, mm-hmm. you know, but a lot of people don't take the advice that they try to give you or they haven't um, made sure the advice was foolproof. So um, not realizing that their advice is actually sending you into a, um episode or anxiety just by certain things that they say and sometimes the delivery isn't right. So when you actually go through professional counseling, you're able to get that professional um, point of view of the things that you're dealing with without having to deal with judgment. Um, and as far as having somebody there, I mean, I wouldn't know anything about that because I dealt with everything. Um, I always dealt with a lot of things um, personally on my own. And um, so I'm my backbone, but having me present and having me there and having me be my motivator and um, just shaking myself through the um, triggers and the traumas and just telling myself that you got this and just being that 
second person to myself. So I look in the mirror and just have that conversation with myself as if I am my partner. You know what I mean? Because I can't expect nobody to be something to me that I can't be to myself. Because no. if they never dealt with someone like me, I would be able to um, give them some tips on how to handle certain situations because I got it at first hand. So, so I think so. That is. Thank you, well, thank you, goddess. Thank you so much, goddess. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. We appreciate everyone's honesty and, and willingness to speak. Um, before we go any further, I just want to again thank and appreciate Brother Derek Hazelwood, Brother Charles Hampton, Brother mm-hmm. Saeed McKnight, mm-hmm. Brother Born Free, Brother Brandon, Son of God Brown. Uh, but the KSC, who was from Philly, he just kind of called up like, yo, inbox me, like, yo, Nima, I'm on the line, put me in. <laughs> so, and um, my, my wonderful co-host for giving me this, this platform. I really appreciate that. And just to remind everybody that um, Love Our Brother Day is a holiday, mm. June 8th, because I said so, and because I'm, I'm putting <laughs> it out there in the world. It is a holiday. And this is Love Our Brother Segment 2 on Big Room Radio with Nima Girl Productions. And all of this came from a 3 a.m. conversation with my manager for the Born Free and us talking about what the black man is going through, what or what men in general need, how we don't see certain things, what can we do to be a positive force and, you know, promote positive, you know, uh, information and love. So I just wanted to put that out there before we went any further. And I appreciate all the callers that are listening in. My daughters, Robin and Alexis, my mother, Pat and Wanda and my dear and all the people that are texting me and inboxing me right now about this show. <laughs> I love you guys and I appreciate you guys. Um, we are going to, if there's nothing else, we are going to So June 8th, June, June 8th, are we doing another, yeah. the uh, the third uh, uh, episode? We'll, we'll, we'll definitely discuss that. Hopefully, <laughs> I'll be doing something in Philly. I got to talk to my manager, talk mm-hmm. to my team. We'll see. But, you know, we're going to try to put some things together. I'm, I'm a handful. So um, <laughs> I'm going to leave that right there. Got a lot going on. But, um, yeah, lots going on. Um, but Mr. Charles is going to um, take us out. Once you give us the okay rule, he's going to take us out. He's going to do a poem. Okay. And then if there's time, I'm going to do a poem, and we're going to play the music in it. But if there's no time for me, definitely Mr. Charles is going to do his piece. I think we can make time for both of you guys, man. Uh, it's going to be important to hear it. Okay. So go ahead. Um, right, well, Mr. Mr. Charles, Charles, whenever you're ready. Uh this particular piece is, is uh, about our prison system. Uh, I was incarcerated over a period of time, and uh, as a lot of brothers and sisters have been. Prisoner of thought. My number was 00001 for my brothers and sisters enslaved. Barks and feet are the aroma of the day, standing one soul forever. Nothing but, the guards love to say, with a smirk on their fucking face and a rebel flag waving from the red neck. At night, psychopathically stared at me from barred windows while curtains dropped on yet another yesterday of pat-downs and cavity searches and chow lines. 
brushed by the nakedness of blue, blackened soul, draped in nothing but a robe of shooting stars in shame. Black men and women are still shackled in chains. Eerily, clandestine moon stands watch, in its white sheets and pointing hood, flashing a light to eliminate black bodies, stacked like seasoned wood, singing still, overcoming songs. Chains hollowly clatter and drag concrete floors for the lethargic beings with weak minds and strong backs, separating wheat from chaff from this land of the free and the brave. Shackles are double-locked around uncertain fates and bare sidewalks as they drip with crimson blood of ebony thoughts of the motherland. Thoughts of my youth are not the dreams of my reality, for I dreamed of someday being a poet or a writer or an architect, builder of things great and small. Yet I find myself staring out across manicured lawns as lines of my ancestors walked up gangways planks with chains wrapped around their aching souls and bent backs, working from dusk till dawn. I knew not the blackness of my youth, but I was being prepared to walk the pipelines from school to prison for daring to look straight into the eyes of my oppressor, as did one Ricky Jackson of Ohio, who is the longest serving innocent prisoner of 39 years. After being wrongfully imprisoned, he has been since awarded released and awarded a whopping $1 million for his misdeeds. Really? How dare they to disrespect this man? Shame on you, the judicial system that is supposed to be just, that restrained a man to other men's stinky farts and smelly feet for 39 years. How dare you, dying prisoner? Zero, 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 one. And peace. Absolutely amazing. Thank you, Mr. Charles, for that. We appreciate it. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's that's powerful right there, man. That is powerful. As as he was reading that, I was sending a text message to Wu, like, we are not following that. Anything. We are not following it with a shout out. We are not following it with a poem. Nothing. I am not nothing. doing a poem. We are, you know, we can say, you know, we can do what we need to do and, and play the music, but we will not follow that because if that is that. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Um yeah. but we do wanna um at the you know, let everybody know again the hotline numbers, suicide eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Uh, domestic violence 800-799-7233 what we will in in with saying that this is uh, a wonderful and amazing thing um and thank all of you guys uh mr charles brother born free brother saeed brother Derek, brother brandon nema girl productions Poetic Goddess, Niana Renee, JB, Mr. 299, everybody. James Sherman Thompson, he can't be here. JT Thompson, he, he, he in the background checking us out. But uh, 
Uh, thanks everybody for being a part of this. Everybody that's listening online, everybody that's on the phone lines, listening. Um, the fact that you stayed this entire time, you know, just shows how important this is, this message and this, uh, you know, this discussion is to not only men, to us brothers, but to, to, uh, our, our women, our Queens. So, um, thanks everybody for, for doing that, for, for hanging out with us. Um, so we're going to end with a, um, with a, a beautiful song, um, by slick featuring Brandy Wells it's called sunrise. Uh, again, you've been listening to the, Bruliana show love thy brother second edition stay tuned for the third maybe around june 8th nima will let us know uh thanks again everybody have a good night and we'll talk soon the world just keeps on turning like it's never gonna stop but we all know better than that enjoy every day Live it up all the way Cause tomorrow doesn't come forever Sunrise Start a brand new
You're listening to Big Woo Radio. What a beautiful song. What a beautiful song. Before we get out of here, man, let me um let, let's try to figure out if anybody got any we want to plug these brothers that been on the show, man. So if y'all still here, uh Mr. Charles, Brother Born Free, Brother Derek, Brother Saeed, Brother Brandon, if you're still here, let's start with you born free. Uh you, you got anything you wanna plug, anything you wanna um let everybody know how to reach you or what what have you? Peace. Um, definitely. Thank you for that. Um that song was dope too. What was yeah. the name of that song, y'all? Sunrise. Featuring Brandon. Sunrise Wells. by Slick. Oh? Slick. Mm, that was dope. Yeah, you know um, that's they can, they, yeah. You know, well, you can always reach me, Born Free, on most of the social media platforms at hashtag the real Born Free. Um, Book of Born Free, Volume 1, is out. You can go to Amazon.com to pick that up. Um, be on the lookout for the next book, Morning Wake Up Calls. That should be coming within the next month or so. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be really really ill, um, but definitely I just want to say thank you. Like I started this show with, um, thank you to my queen Nima and Big Woo Radio for hosting this mm. this amazing cipher because I learned a lot from all the brothers that are on this line right now, and I want to really appre- I really appreciate y'all for speaking so openly and honestly and directly. Yes. Because I know I needed to hear a lot. You know, when I came up, the good listener is a good learner. So I listened a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I really appreciate y'all. So that's it. So you want to get at me? Hashtag the real born free IG, wherever you want to get at me at. That's yeah. how you'll find me. Thank you. Yes, sir. No problem. Um, I guess we'll go Mr. Charles. I think Mr. Charles might have skated on us. Saeed Brother Derek Brother Brandon Yes sir (laughs) You got anything you want to plug or Anything you want to shout out anybody Yeah I'll say uh, You guys You know want to follow me On Philly SOG On Instagram And you know, um, getting back to my music. I got an album that was supposed to come out. And then I went through all of the unfortunate circumstances, so it then got pushed back a couple of years. But, you know, the sun is shining again, and right I'm about to get back into it. So, um, you know, I'm going to be reaching out to that that Miss Nina over there because I think I'm, I think I'm about to start trying to get into a little bit of poetry as well. So, right on. you know, who, who best to partner with than her? There you so go. I, uh, there you go. <laughs> and that's at Philly SOG no, on Instagram? That's, that is Philly SOG on Instagram. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Again, man, appreciate you being there, man, taking the time to, to, to um, like uh, Born Free said, cipher with us. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> Nima, you uh, wanna uh pleasure having Oh no doubt, no doubt, bro. Nima, you wanna you wanna plug some of your 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 stuff that you got going on? You got a lot. Yeah, I got a lot. Um 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 I got a lot
might take uh, about 30 I'm minutes. We might need to add 30 more minutes to no, the show. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just going to say um, my management is, is wonderful, and um, we're working on some projects together, and when they come out, they will be fire, and um, that is really cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. That's how that goes. Yeah. Poetic Goddess, yeah. Nina Renee, I know you got something to plug. Poetic Goddess Dip, too. Go get her book, Permanence Arousal. Poet of Goddess. Go to her website, nianarene.com. Nianna Renee. That's N I N A R E N E E.com. com. Now I plugged it for her. Don't say I don't do nothing for her. I got you. All right. So that's it, man. Um, again, appreciate everybody for listening. Everybody that's hung tight with us this long. Um, because this is probably uh, one of the long ones that we've had. It's not the longest show that we've done. Well, it was one of the long ones right here, and uh, it was worth it. It was well worth it. Uh, so there it is. On behalf of my man, James J.T. Thompson, Adonis Donnie Martin, J.B. Mr. 299, Nima Shining Star L, The Poetic Goddess, Nyana Renee, Kendra D, Big Woo, it's Big Woo Radio. Peace. God bless. Love thy brother. We out. Love you, Mima. Mexico, oh Mexico, and the garbage, nothing about it that's motivate. I listened to your bars and disappointed in y'all. Thought y'all was working, can't believe what I walked in on. When I came through that door, folks said it at 94. Told my brother, everybody know that man got flow. You're forced to be reckoned with. The beats is dated, but they're raising soft flow. Believe it, decapitating. You debated if you had a different opinion. Like, are you even listening? This dude killing it. Gotta be kidding me. Believing the sin. But even when I put the proof in the pudding, I still got the force feed him. Performing the Heimlich Maneuver on they say it's once it's consumed Fear being a rider When you know I'm fire Look, just let yourself get engulfed in the flames I'm bringing them nothing but heat Baptizing the game Saying too much You're, You're listening to Big Hero Healy Too much So when it comes to a brother like you ready for me You overqualified, you did Too much Now you might